He truly is worthy. He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's, he is so good to us. Hallelujah. And we just need to uplift His name and praise and give Him glory for each and everything. Hallelujah. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we want to uh, just welcome each everyone on today. Today is our Pastor Appreciation Day. And I would, if everyone, let's give our, our Pastor and First Lady a great hand clap. We thank the Lord for them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We very much appreciate our pastor and first lady. They work so hard and tirelessly uh, for the congregation. Uh, there's so much that goes on that uh, we're not even aware of so many times. Not to mention the prayers and the seeking God on the knees, seeking for each and every one of our souls, and, and uh, then we're blessed, and uh, uh, that, that the Lord uh, works out in our lives, but also just in, in, you know, for the church itself, the things that they do, so we just truly thank the Lord for them today, and today is our pastor appreciation, we'll be having a little uh, uh, lunch after service, everyone is welcome and, and invited to stay for that. I think the only announcements... Other than remember our Bible study on Wednesday, 7 p.m., and uh, that's coming up this on Wednesday. Just remember our Bible study. We had a great uh, time in the Lord this past Wednesday. Had our eating meeting. It was really good. So uh, we will be back in service on Wednesday at 7. Remember that. And then uh, we have on this weekend coming up our trunk retreat on Saturday from 3 to 6. So uh, let's uh, not forget that. Uh, that we'll be doing that on Saturday from 3 to 6, and I guess what no later than 2. Okay, just so we get lined up and, and ready to go uh, for everyone to be coming in around 3, so uh, just uh, be here at 2 to just to get set up, lined up, and we'll have everything uh, ready for all the trunk retreaters coming in. So we're thankful for this community outreach to be able to do this. And I want to uh, personally thank each and every one who's participating in it. Uh, may the Lord richly bless you and as we spread uh, the name of Jesus to the community for this trunk retreat. So we're so thankful for that. And also on Saturday, it looks like uh, uh, Brother Malachi has a birthday on Saturday. So there he is. Praise the Lord, Brother Malachi. May the Lord richly bless you on Saturday, brother. Thank the Lord for you. Hallelujah. Brother Malachi, always willing to uh, uh, be friendly to each and every one, uh, help out any way that he can. And uh, it's just a blessing to see his smiling face all the time. I don't know. I, I, do you ever get upset, brother? You, you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. It, he... I give it all. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> hey, if you ever, if you ever been, uh, you know, down and down and out, down in the dumps, uh, you need to just give Brother Malachi a call. I mean, he's, I, uh, he will uplift your spirits. Uh, thank the Lord for him. Praise the name of Jesus. I believe that's all the announcements uh, for today. Uh, so. At this time, we're going to ask uh, Sister Mindy to come up. She is going to give our devotion for today. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as she comes.
praise the Lord as I stand before you with fear and trembling. Truly, I tell you, it is it is an honor to be able to stand back here. Thank you for trusting me, Pastor, and trusting the Lord in me. I just ask the Lord to just calm my nerves right now. I'm just going to be transparent before you guys. It is it is the nerves do get you up here. So today, I want to go, Chris said that I was running behind. He couldn't get me on the screen, but Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. But God, who is rich in mercy, I'm sure. But God, yes, yes, but God. That's a message in itself. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, our sins, made us alive together in Christ, for we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. It is no longer I that live, but he that liveth within me, Christ the hope of glory. It is not me, you know, we die to the flesh and we live, we walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. So when we do that, we're living our lives in honor of the Lord. And it continues on. And raised us up together and made us seat, sit, I'm sorry, y'all, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want to tell y'all today and what the Lord has placed on my heart all week long is that we are seated in a place of victory, church. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did he not overcome death, hell, and the grave? And I know it doesn't say it like that, but I sure like the way that sounds. Death, hell, and the grave. He overcame death, hell, and the grave. So we are seated in him. Those that are joined unto the Lord are one spirit. I want you guys to get this in your spirit today. We are intimately joined. If you are spirit-filled, you are intimately joined to the Lord. You are one with the Lord Christ Jesus. So we know that we have victory. You know, it says that he overcome. It says we are more than overcomers through Christ Jesus. So I want you guys to receive this today. We have the upper hand. We are seated high up above the enemy. So there's nothing, there's no weapon formed against you guys that will prosper. Because the Holy Spirit says when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. You know, and it says that our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. This is why the Word of God tells us that we have to take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. But really what it's saying is, was Christ not the Word made flesh? So you could read it this way, church. You could say, we are to take every thought captive into the obedience of the Word of God. So if it doesn't align with the Word of God, then we need to pull it down and throw it out. So that jealousy that you have against that individual family member, brother, sister, or that pride that you're entertaining... That is not of God. It's not you. It's not, you know what, you know what I found is liberating? Those thoughts are not you. That's the enemy. Come Now, I guess, Lord, the Lord just correct me humbly. I have to say sometimes it is us. It's our flesh. But we have to pull it down. It's not of God. Regardless of if it's pride in the flesh or pride coming against us, influence from the enemy. from Because we battle not against flesh and blood. But we battle against principalities, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Our enemy is unseen. So the war we have to wage is in the spirit, not in the natural. We can't use carnality to come against this enemy. We have to use the word of God, the sword of the spirit, to come against the enemy. So when we hear that pride or jealousy coming against us, against a brother or sister in Christ, we know that that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to treat our neighbors as ourselves. 
to love them and put them before yourself. The word of God actually tells you to put your brother or sister's needs before yourself. So we are supposed to operate in, in, in that place of love. We are supposed to walk. If we're walking in the spirit, we will remain in the love of God. And we won't entertain jealousy, resentment, bitterness, or pride because that's not of God. What is of God is love and love in abundance. I just wanted to say that today, and, and I feel like I just the Lord loves you guys. The Lord loves you, and he doesn't want his church to be destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We're not each other's enemies. I'm not your enemy. Your neighbor's not your enemy. Not even your unsaved family is your enemy. Your enemy is, the, is Satan. I'm not your enemy. We need to bind together in unity of the spirit. It says that we are to be in one mind and one accord. Help me wrap this up, Lord. I just feel the anointing flowing. I don't want to take all the time. This is a devotional, not a message. But but I do feel the need to say this. The, the, the word instructs us to be in one mind and one accord. For the power of God to fall in this place, we need to be in one mind and one accord in the Holy Ghost. Because it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the Spirit alone that we're going to see revival, folks. It's not that anything that I can do within myself, it's not anything that you can do within yourself. It's when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt us and use us as he so freely chooses. So my prayer today, church, is that we would yield to the Holy Ghost and that we would let the Holy Ghost have his way because it is him that sets the captive free. It is him that heals the brokenhearted. It's nothing that we can do within ourselves, church. Thank you, and I love you in Jesus' name.
Yes, Lord.
Sister Wanda requested this one a couple weeks ago, so Sister Wanda.
blessed we are blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every day that we live, we are blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Lord's moving and working in the service today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just keep seeking the Lord like that, Curtis. Hallelujah. Just keep seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. God is good to us. All the time. Hallelujah. Give him one more hand clap of praise this afternoon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, we worship, uh, sing a worship song like that, and you, you know, you can't help but feel uh, and know that the, <laughs> the Holy Ghost, there's, there's a lot going on within our lives individually. There could be pain and sorrow. But Jesus gives comfort to all. Hallelujah. No matter what we're going through, he, he, His grace is sufficient for all. Hallelujah. His grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I just thank the Lord this afternoon for His grace. Hallelujah. I thank Him for His grace today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how... how uh, wrong uh, some things may seem to be but his grace is sufficient for all hallelujah his mercy endures to the end hallelujah I thank the Lord today I praise his holy name he is worthy to be praised hallelujah there is no name greater than the name of Jesus there is no name no name greater than Jesus hallelujah he, he is everything I don't care what you are going through this afternoon I don't care what is transpiring within your personal individual life. Jesus Christ can take care of each and everything, whatever it is, because He is the only one that overcome the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. Why would you try anything else? Why would you go anywhere else? Why would you ask friends or family who have not received Jesus Christ? He is the only one that has overcome. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord. We are going to ask the blessing over the tithe and offering for this week. So thankful for the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. If you want to um, go outside to the kiosk there, you can use the kiosk outside uh, for the tithe or offering for this week. But... Uh, we are just going to ask a blessing upon the offering today. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory for all things. We thank you for your presence, your grace. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that we know that you are the one that overcome the world. And Heavenly Father, as we receive our tithes and offering for this week, we just ask for the blessing to go to the furthest of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let all praise and all glory always come back to the mighty name of Jesus. Bless the gift and the giver today, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. God bless you as you give this afternoon. Hallelujah. Thank you. I want to stroll the heaven with you some glad day when all the troubles and trials are truly banished away and we'll enjoy all the good things for Oh,
That's what it's all about. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to ask Sister Jay Lee to come this time. She's going to sing a special for us. So let's worship the Lord as Sister Jay Lee comes. Hallelujah.
My sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Thank God my yesterday's gone. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not perfect by any stretch, but our yesterday is gone. Our sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. And you are still a child of the Most High. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to uh, mention to everyone that 
uh, due to the uh, dinner we're going to have, there will be no children's church, so all, uh, all children who normally go to children's churches stay in sanctuary today. We have it set up for uh, the, in the fellowship hall for the dinner, so no children's church. You want to stay in here today. Uh, only those preparing will be back there. Uh, but we will just do a, a short meet and greet here as we turn the pastor, <laughs> turn the pastor, turn the service over to pastor. I started to say turn pastor over to service, but I'm getting getting a uh, long way. <laughs> but uh, let's do let's just do a meet and greet right now. Mm, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so.
All right, let's give the Lord another hand clap of praise while you make your way back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is good. And all the time. Amen. One more hand clap. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you uh, have noticed it or not, you should have, but since we started doing the pre-service prayer, there's been a difference in our worship. I mean, the Lord has moved in every service since we have done that, and I appreciate those who take the time uh, to stop in to pray. We had to do it in here this morning. Normally do it in the fellowship hall, but since they got that set up for the dinner, we just did it in here. But um, um, pre-service prayer is so important. It helps clear our minds and get us ready to receive from the Lord. Uh, right now, every Sunday morning, the prayer room will be open beginning at 9.30. You can come in anytime uh, from that point and pray um, um, ever how long that you feel the presence of the Lord to pray uh, and uh, before you come into uh, the sanctuary for the service. So we thank the Lord. Amen. And in the midst of our blessings, the way God has been blessing, um, it was going to happen uh, today, but um, we, even though we got a good crowd, we still got some that's out, and we miss Brother, uh, Brother Paul, who's not with us today. And uh, uh, J.R. back here is, um, is set up to be baptized, and uh, he will be baptized, Lord willing, next Sunday. Hopefully, Brother Paul will be back, so... Um, uh, uh, he can uh, be here for that. And because of that, um, I feel like the Lord has been dealing with me all week long on going back to the basics. It's been a long time since um, uh, we've talked about the basics of our salvation. And um, I know he's interested in understanding more about um, uh, baptism. And I have found that a lot of people in the church uh, really don't have a, a full understanding of uh, the symbolism and what everything means through the whole process of salvation. And the Bible tells every one of us, not just preachers or pastors, but whether you realize it or not, the Bible gives you a, uh, a mandate that you're supposed to be ready at any time somebody asks a reason of a hope that's within you. 
you're supposed to be ready. You're supposed to have it down and understand it fully yourself that you can, that you can uh, explain it and be a witness to somebody else that needs to understand this gospel message. Amen? So uh, <laughs> it don't hurt any one of us, amen, to go back over these things every now and then. Going to be doing more uh, teaching than preaching this morning, I guess, to go back to the, uh, uh, the phrase I coined many years ago, we're going to do some preaching. Hallelujah. But um, we're going to get into, um, into the Word today. And the new birth experience identifies us with three keys of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Some people don't understand how uh, close that relates to us and how important that is to heaven. Amen. I can I can go through the book of Revelation 25 times, the book of Daniel, and a bunch of other stuff, a lot of things we like to get involved with sometimes. But in heaven's view, there's nothing more important than the death, burial, and the resurrection. Amen. And that is the essence of the gospel. That's the essence of the gospel. All this other stuff is side stuff. Amen. It's good to have and good to know. Help us to grow in wisdom and knowledge. But it's the gospel. That's it. And with that in mind, I want you to uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians for our opening scripture, chapter 15, and we're going to read the first four verses as our opening text today. <coughs> Welcome you that's watching online by means of the live stream as well. Now this is what Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He said, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. Now, he's letting you know right here what he's fixing to talk about, and that is the gospel. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also you received in which you stand, Move it on. By which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins. That's the first part. The death. Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah. As according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Though that is the essence of the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Fathers, we come today, we thank you and praise you for this service today and what you have uh, done already. And now, Lord, as we get into your word, give us a spirit of revelation and understanding that we might understand fully what you did for us, your death, your burial, and your resurrection and how it relates to us and our salvation today. Bless everyone here. Supply every need. Touch every heart. And everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. I want to speak to you on the subject titled, Understanding the Three Keys to the gospel. Understanding the three keys to the gospel. The new birth experience identifies us with these three keys. The death, the burial, and the resurrection. And church, these three keys form the nucleus of the gospel. Anytime somebody is talking to you about gospel, they've got to talk about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And all three of these keys was necessary for Jesus to undergo to purchase our salvation. Do you realize if he left any one of those three things out himself, None of us would have salvation today. He had to die. He had to be buried. But if it ended there without a resurrection, it would mean nothing. If he hadn't rose again, church, then his crucifixion would have meant no more than the thousands of other crucifixions the Romans did back in that day. Amen. I mean, the Roman government uh, crucified thousands of people during their reign. Amen. But only one of them resurrected. Only one came out. Hallelujah. Glory. So these three keys was necessary for Jesus to undergo to purchase our salvation. And let me say this now. Those same three keys has got to happen to you and to me if I'm going to receive the benefit of what he did. Oh, Brother Sammy, you mean I'm going to have to literally be crucified? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about we have to identify ourselves with the same three keys in order for us, amen, to have salvation and obtain eternal life. Luke chapter 24, verses 46 and 47. Hallelujah. Let's see what that says. Amen. Glory. Luke 24, 46 through 47. He said, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary. For the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name 
to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. He said it was necessary. Jesus told him it was necessary. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. Amen. It wasn't just an option, but it was a necessary thing. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is what he told his disciples. That death. Now, I want to talk about that just a minute. The death. It is through repentance of our sins that we identify with this death. You see the the picture there, the man kneeling there at the foot of the cross. It's through repentance of our sins that we identify with his death or his crucifixion. Amen. Understand, when we come to God in repentance, what are we doing? We are dying. The old man is dying. We are crucifying ourselves. That's what we do uh, in repentance. It's not just it's not just shaking a preacher's hand or getting your name on a church roll book. But there's got to be some true repentance. Hallelujah! And so, how does that go about? Amen. Well, the Bible said it's godly sorrow. That worketh repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. you got to have some godly sorrow in your life once you realize that you're messed up and that you are in need of help and that you're in need of a Savior. Hallelujah. you got to be sorry for your past. Not like some politicians get up and say, well, I'm, I'm sorry. They're sorry they were caught. Amen. Glory to God. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. So, the death, the first key. How you and I identify with the death or the crucifixion of Jesus, amen, is through repentance. You know, we talk about the old, um, uh, the old tabernacle, and that's a beautiful that's a beautiful study. It's been a few years since I've taught on, a, uh, on the tabernacle and the pieces of furniture and everything. But you remember when you went into the tabernacle of Moses and you went through the, the outer gate, the first thing you come to, amen, was the altar of sacrifice, the brazen altar. You had to stop there. That, be, that, that began it all through repentance. And when I was doing a study one time, I found out something, one of them old aromatic words for the word altar meant slaughtering place. When we repent, if we truly repent, we're going to slaughter our past. We're going to, we're going to kill it. That's what the altar is more than just coming down and kneeling, but an altar is a place of death, folks. An altar is a place of death. Romans chapter 6 and verse 6. Amen. If they got that one. Amen. This is what he said. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That's what I've just been telling you. That the body of sin might be done away with, 
that we should no longer be slaves to sin. That's what repentance is all about. Amen. That's what it is when we come to the Lord. I my Lord, it's been many years in my life now. But I remember that night that I knelt back in those days, a lot of the old folks, they called the altar the mourner's bench. And I knelt down and I began to pray and call out to God. But you know what? Even though that's been many, many years ago, that experience was so real to me that I feel like it was yesterday. And I remember right now, and I remember it was I was there kneeling and I was praying just me and God telling him I was sorry and to please forgive me and I wanted salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I, I was just a young, young kid and I could I and in my mind's thinking a whole lot there to be forgiven of, but it was Adam's sin nature that I was born with that I had to deal with. Amen. And let me tell you something like one old song used to sing. I was there when it happened. So I guess I ought to know because as I knelt right there calling out to God, all of a sudden something exploded in me and I felt like a thousand pound weight was lifted off for me. Hallelujah. I was free. I was free. Hallelujah. Like the song, thank God, I am free, free, free from this old world of sin. Washing the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So knowing this, that our old man or woman dies from its place of authority. Now it's important to get this. I'm going to try to slow down. I want you to understand this. What happens when my old man, that old carnal nature that I have, when it dies, understand this. In true repentance... The old man or old woman dies from its place of authority. Amen. In the heart of men. Now the old nature doesn't die completely. As long as you're in the flesh, you're going to have constant battle by doing spiritual warfare. Amen. I mean, it's going to always, it's a battle. That you, and, and by the way, I know you like to pass the buck. We all like to pass the buck. And we like to blame the devil. But the devil, let me tell you something, he don't do half as much as what we give him credit for. Hello. It all boils down to my carnality, my flesh. Hallelujah. Well, so, well, then what happens? What happens in, in repentance? What dies? He dies from his place of authority. See, before you come to Christ, he ruled and sat on the throne of your heart. And he just led you around like a puppy dog. 
Amen. But after you come to God, that place of authority that he has, he has no more. He has it no more. As, uh, but rather the old nature's rule over you will die. <laughs> the only way you're... Now get this. Understand this, folks. The only way your flesh can win if you are born again is to give in to his suggestions. After you have truly repented, amen, before you may be in bondage to it, but that authority was killed, it was slaughtered. And the only way that you go back and revert to that carnal nature is when you give in to its suggestions. Amen. I mean, you're going down the highway driving. Somebody cuts you off. Uh-huh. The blood pressure rises. You get red in the face. And you about ready to speed back around there and just give them a good blessing out. That ain't the devil. That's not the devil. That's not the devil. And if you're a child of God, he's not making you do it. You've given in. You've given in to suggestion. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. There were some people actually got angry about yesterday's game. It didn't go my way. Sister Angie, would you please step out? I want you hearing. I don't want you hearing this. But I honestly say, I did not get angry at how the game went. I learned a lesson yesterday. The lesson I, I learned is not talk too much smack on the internet before a game. Because when you start talking smack, you better watch out, it could come back and bite you. <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is we can't blame the devil and we can't say that God didn't do a complete work when he saved us. All we can say is I gave in to the suggestion of my flesh. Mm. Lord help us. You've got authority to conquer and defeat it by the means of the weapons that he gave you as a soldier of Jesus Christ. There's nothing that can come against you that you can't overcome and conquer, my friend. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You got the name of Jesus. You got the blood of Jesus. You got the word of God. You got the Holy Ghost. How in the world can you be defeated with those things? Glory. The only authority the devil has over me is what I allow him to have. 
that's it. We do not have, if we're children of God and we hold all these weapons at our disposal, we do not have to be overcome by our flesh or the devil or anything else. Romans chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. Let not sin therefore reign or rule in your mortal bodies. Oh, well, we, uh, we can't, can't help it. That's not what the book says. If he's reigning, you're letting him reign. Now, I'm, t- I'm not talking about somebody who's never come to God. I'm not talking about a sinner, man, or woman. I'm talking about somebody who's a believer in Jesus Christ. If you're having problem with these issues and, and that, that carnality is still uh, uh, taking control of you, it's because you are letting him reign. You're giving them reins. You're giving them the go-ahead. Hallelujah. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God, see, as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Well, the way some of us have been living and we've, um, and we've been practicing let me, let me just scratch it out of my Bible, huh? There ain't no way I'm going I'm, I'm to be able to do that. See, we've been listening to some of these guys telling us you can't help your sins and your faults, and that's a lie from hell. And it's a good way for you to have a cop out. Come on now. Pastor's getting real this morning. We're getting down to the brass tacks. We're getting down where the rubber meets the road. Amen. Oh, Jesus, help us. For sin shall not have them. What's the word dominion mean? Control. Rulership. See, when you repent, you kill the authority of the flesh. It didn't say he's still not there. That flesh is still there. I, I guarantee you, my old Sammy Pruitt will stick up his head if I let it do it. But I don't have to let it do it. I can grow enough in Christ. I can grow. I can grow enough in Christ, and I praise God that I have. That if I mash my thumb, I don't have to lay out some three or four little word. Hallelujah. Just like, just like a good friend of mine that worked with me uh, years ago uh, there in Mount Juliet when uh, we was working on cars together for a living. And uh, I first bought that uh, air ratchet and uh, so I could uh, go a little bit faster and if you, anybody's ever used one of them air ratchets, you know I think it's got a little power. You got to know how to hang on to it because if you hit it, 
that thing would take your hand around and it just mashed the devil out of your finger. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was on one bay working on a car up under a car, and he was on the other side. And I, got, I was trying that new ratchet out, and, man, I hit that button, and, boy, that thing took my hand back around through there and mashed that thumb right against the, uh, uh, the frame. And I, I let go, and he over, and this is, this is his comment. Go ahead, preacher. It's in your mind. Go ahead and say it. I said, what's in my mind? Thank you, Jesus. I said, ain't nothing in my mind. Because I conquered that a long time ago by the Spirit of God in me. I'm not telling you there wasn't a time that I wouldn't have done it. Because there was. Amen. There's a lot of times in my past I would let my anger get the better half of me. Amen. But thank God for the blood. Thank God for the name. Thank God for his word. And most of all, thank God for the power. That's one reason, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself right there, but that's why, I mean, we all need the Holy Ghost moving in our lives. I've got to I've got to move on. Now, so we understand what we do when we repent of our sins. We identify with the crucifixion of Jesus. We identify with his death. But then when Jesus was was died, they took him off the cross and they buried him. That's the next step for you and I. The barrel. The barrel. I get kind of perturbed sometimes when I hear people try to explain what water baptism is. It's just an outward expression of the inward work. That's baloney. It's more than that. (coughs) It's more than that. Water baptism is more than just obedience. Water baptism is a burial, folks. Hallelujah. And you know what the law of the land is. If, a, if somebody dies, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to bury that body. Hallelujah. I mean, if I go down here and I sit on this uh, front pew, and right there in that pew, uh, I, I die. I'm I, I, I'm out of here, Amen. Somebody's gonna have to call uh, uh, the people to come get my body and take it away, and it's gonna have to be buried. Step number two: after a death, there's got to be a burial. Baptism is not an option. Hallelujah! Sprinkling a little dirt over your head is not burying you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The word baptizo means immersion. Hallelujah. Brother Hale taught me the hard way about that years ago. You've heard me tell the story probably back when we had that old horse trough. We had a revival over there, and this lady came in, and uh, I'm trying to be kind here now, but I mean, she is a, pretty hefty, you know, 
and uh, uh, um, we took her down in that horse, horse trough, and I had a hard time getting her under. She was kind of like a buoy. <laughs> and I'm a pushing. And I, I, I finally, uh, all this part and everything, I see, you know, uh, get under, get her back up. Brother Hill, oh, Brother Sammy, you got to duck her again. I says, why, Brother Hill? You left her nose sticking up. <laughs> Brother Hill made me dunk her again. There's got to be a burial. When something dies, there's got to be a bear. It's through water baptism that we identify with the burial of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? Jesus was crucified and he was buried. You repent of your sins and you're baptized in water. The old man is being buried. Come on, somebody. So when we baptize in water, we identify with this, the burial of Jesus Christ. Jesus died on the cross, and then he was buried. Water baptism unites us with the burial of Jesus. It's a holy thing. Now, I get some people upset with me on this. I'm sorry. Amen. But I, I just, I've, I've got to tell it like it is and the way God has revealed it to me. Baptism is a sacred thing. It's sacred. And it, it's not something, some, some people have been baptized 25 different times. I don't, the only, the, main, the only thing way that I baptize somebody again that's been baptized already in the name of Jesus, if they hadn't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, they'd been baptized in the Titus. Now, after somebody's born again, if they, if they mess up, if they sin, do wrong, the Bible tells us, he said, if, you're, if you confess your sins... He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God you don't have to be ducked for 11 times. It's still good. Sister Darlene and I have a kind of a, a hope and we'd like one of these days to maybe go to the, the Holy Lands. And I don't, I don't want to. I, 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 this is not saying nothing about people, what you've done. But there's one thing I won't do if I do make it to the Holy Lands and I go down uh, uh, to the Jordan River, they will not nobody be baptizing me in the Jordan River. I got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Amen for the remission of my sins. Glory to God. And I believe that baptism is not to be played with. Hallelujah. And it's like everything else, people today, they try to take the sacredness out of everything. Romans 6 and 3. What's Romans 6 and 3? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized unto Jesus Christ 
were baptized unto his death. It identifies with the burial of Jesus Christ. Here a week or two ago, I mentioned about Moses and the rock, how that they were thirsty, and when they came to that rock at the beginning of the 40-year period, amen, God told him to, uh, to smite the, the rock. Remember that story? And he smote the rock, and water came out. Well, they, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and the time came they got back to that rock again, and God told him, he said, speak to it. And some people say, well, why in the world would God keep Moses out of the promised land just because he smote the rock? Because let me, let, let me help you rightly divide the word of God. The Bible says they were all baptized under cloud in the sea under Moses, and they all drank from that rock, and that rock was what? Christ. Christ was the rock. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Christ came into the world, he came to be smitten one time. One time. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. When he comes, up, whoop, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Glory to God. When he comes again, when he comes again, he ain't going to be riding a donkey. He's going to be riding a white horse, claiming victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You and I don't have to take a ride and smite Jesus today. He's been already smitten. He won't be smitten no more. Now, all i got to do is speak to him. Hallelujah. If I need healing, I speak to him. Glory to God. If I need deliverance, I speak to him. Whoop, 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 it's a truth anyhow. Everything in the Old Testament was a type and shadow of something going to be in the New. God didn't want that rock smitten two times. The second time it should have been spoken to. Let me move on. Know ye not that all oh, so many of us are baptized, were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. When a man in this life dies, the next step is burial. And when you die to sin, through repentance of your old self, your old habits, your old lifestyle, even the way you reason or think, because the Bible says be you transformed by what? Renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Needs, all that stuff needs to be buried in order for the new man to emerge. Romans 6, 4 through 6. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection, O glory. Oh, you're seeing the beauty of this now. You're seeing the beauty of it as it comes together. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him and that the body of sin might be destroyed and that henceforth we should not serve sin. 
I'm telling you folks, all your carnality can do is tempt you or suggest you to do something. Hallelujah. Oh, but Brother Sammy, you can't help if a bird flies over your head when you're outside. I, I agree with that. You can't help if a bird flies over your head, but you don't have to let him build a nest on top of your head. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Because 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become anew. Glory. So when we are baptized in water, we symbolize the bearing of the old self and a new person emerges. To God, it is like your old self. And that's the beauty of it, folks. Brother Scott, when we do that, in God's mind, your old self never existed. Think about that. No matter where you was at, what you was caught up in, or what you did, according to God, it never, li it never lived. You have a new life when you come out. A new creature. Put up that other uh, picture there. Uh, death, burial, resurrection. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory, glory. Mm. It's, all, it's all I can do just to stand here to, to get this, folks. The resurrection, when completed... It's that feeling of the Spirit of God that makes so much a difference. After Jesus was buried, listen to me now. After Jesus was buried, hell was having a party. They were having a party. I mean, they was having a hoedown. Hmm? I mean, boy, all the demons of hell and all that, man, we, uh, they had crucified the Son of God. They said, all our troubles are over, so, or so they thought. <laughs> so they thought. They thought all their troubles was over. But three days later, the stone began to roll away. <laughs> mm, oh, hallelujah, God. Three days later, the stone began to roll away, and the same Jesus didn't step out of the tomb. It was a glorified Christ. Do you know after the resurrection, Jesus was able to appear and disappear in closed door houses? That's something he didn't do before his death. Amen. He was just a total flesh. As a, as a man, he was as a man everything the way I was a man. He was God, but yet he was man. But that, 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 that body before wasn't glorified. He couldn't just appear in a room, amen, and disappear at the same time. But what stepped out of that tomb was a glorified body. That's what enables, see, when Jesus was a man, Jesus as a man could not be in Capernaum um, and then down in, uh, in Jerusalem at the same time. He had to be one place or the other as a man. 
And the reason why, he said, listen, because when I go away, he says, the works that I do now, you're going to be able to do and greater than these because I go to the Father. The reason why, because of that resurrected power, that resurrected Holy Ghost is not just in Jesus, but it's in all his believers. And they're all over the world. That's the greater things. Healing's taking place. Delivering's taking place. People being saved, set free, and delivered. After we have died, repented, been buried or baptized, then we are given the promise of a new life, the resurrection. And this offers occurs with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It is then you identify with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 11. I'm winding down. Romans 8 and 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in <laughs> Do you see what we have a Available to us, church. The pop, if we got the, if you got the Holy Ghost this morning, you got the same power in you that raised Jesus out of the dead. Think about that. Don't you think that it took some power, Amen, to raise Jesus up after three days being dead? Hallelujah. Well, if you got the Holy Ghost, sis, you got the same power inside you. Start claiming your authority in Jesus. See, here it is. You remember what I told you. Jesus, when that stone rolled away, a glorified Christ stepped out of that tomb. There was a change. Hallelujah. He was glorified. Well, I can go back now the steps of the death, burial, and resurrection in my own life. I remember when I died, repented. I remember when I was buried in baptism. And then it took a little while longer. But in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in a church on a Sunday night. I went up front to be in a prayer line. And when I stepped in that prayer line and it got to me and that man laid his hands on my head, I went out like a light. I was down on that floor I got my witness right here. I was laying on that floor on my back speaking in that unknown tongue. So, I had died. I'd been buried. And when I, when I went down on that floor and I came back up, 
things are glorified. Woo! Hallelujah. The power that I didn't have, I had then, glory to God. Amen. I mean, I, I went I went places and I had preached. I conducted revivals. Amen. Before I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I was walking in the light as God showed me the light, doing the best I can. But everybody began to talk. After that night in, in, in Murfreesboro, when I was Holy Ghost filled, people began to talk their heads and say, what in the world's happened to Sammy Pruitt? He's got some other kind of authority about him now. He don't preach the same. He don't do this the same. I tell you what, the Holy Ghost will make a difference in your life, Lord of God. It will make a difference. Because if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, it's going to quicken your mortal body. That word quicken means to make alive. The Holy Ghost baptism is a quickening, a resurrection of the spirit men that died in Adam's fall. You shall receive power, a quickening, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The death the burial and the resurrection. They're all three important. Just as Jesus had to undergo all three, you've got to undergo all three. There's got to be a death in your life. There's got to be a burial. There's got to be a resurrection. And Jesus has made it all available and possible. Let's all stand. I want us to spend just a little bit of time in some worship right now. And if anybody has a need, we would be glad to pray, but I'm going to ask them to go ahead and start playing the video. And this is a song that we have sung. Hallelujah. Why don't everybody just kind of worship the Lord? When I look into your holiness, when I gaze into your loveliness, when all things that surround become shadows in the light. Think about that. Think about it. Lord. Anybody needs you. prayer, the altars are open.
Yes, Lord. The reason I live is to Thank you, Lord. Think about the lyrics of the song. When I look into your holiness, when I gaze into your loveliness, when everything else that surrounds becomes shadows. Oh, glory. That's getting lost in Jesus right there. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I want to reach his heart. Glory. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise right now. I appreciate so much your attention as I ministered the word today. And I hope that we all know and understand the importance of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus and that how we need to identify in our life with each and every one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. I hope everybody can stay for the lunch, and we're going to bless the food when we dismiss. Remember, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, our Bible study. Then next Saturday, our trunk or treat. Well, we're reaching out to the neighborhood and the kids and giving our children a, an alternative and a safe place to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads and thank God for this service today. Father, we come today. We thank you and we praise you for what we felt today. We thank you for your word. It's a lamp in our feet and a light in our path. Bless each and every one. Bless every family, every individual that's here today. And Lord, we thank you for the food that's been supplied by the different ones. Just bless it, God, use it for the nourishment of our body as we have this time of fellowship together. Everything's accomplished. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Let the church say, God bless you. We love you, Lord.